0: You are listening to Cut Jib Newsletter Speaks, the podcast. This is Series 6, episode number 11, for Friday, the 26th of January, 2024. J.J. Sefton here, along with my very good friend, co-bogger, colleague, uh, confidant, and uh, all-around uh, you know, purveyor of good taste. Uh, CBD, CBD, how are you, sir?
1: I'm doing fine. You know, actually, uh, just before we started recording, um, Sefton and I were talking about purchasing wine, and the... The system in the United States is unbelievably fucked up. Um, the the deal uh, to to end prohibition was that the states could regulate in any way they wished the um, production, uh, distribution, and sale of alcohol. And most of the states went hog wild and used it as payoffs um, to their various constituents, constituencies. Um, so it's it's absolutely insane, um, and that's why the you know prices are are crazy across the United States. I can get a bottle of of um Buffalo Trace bourbon in California for, you know, $23 and it's pushing $50 in my neighborhood, uh which is rid- ridiculous. It's not worth the money. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. So, um what do we Absolutely. have on the agenda for today aside from booze?
0: Well, uh, aside from booze, which is always on the agenda, and at least where I am, especially with what's going on in the world, booze is more and more on the agenda every by the minute. In any case, the really the tremendous story is uh, coming out of uh, Texas and on the on the border, which is erased, as we all know, Governor Greg Abbott down there has drawn a very, very bright red line in the sand. Uh, basically telling uh, Joe Biden and the Supreme Court to go piss up a rope with this ridiculous ruling. And they are going to defend the border, at least the citizenry of Texas, and by extension, a lot of the citizenry of the country, by refusing to go along with that order and to keep the razor wire up and defy anybody who goes down there to
1: to, to remove it. The thing is that that the Supreme Court didn't order Texas to do anything or stop doing anything. The Supreme Court held was that the federal government can go in and cut razor wire essentially. And that's that's the real question. Are they going to is the federal government going to risk a physical confrontation with law enforcement in Texas to start cutting this wire? Texas, as as Stefan just pointed out, has doubled down. They're increasing uh their their efforts, which I think is wonderful. But this is I, I honestly don't think this is going to be Civil War part two. Um the federal government is feckless, they're weak. They they are their unified message from anyway, I, I don't think this is Civil War II. Um Biden's not going to do much. He's probably going to go back to court. He's probably going to push it in the judiciary, but I don't think that he's going to physically confront the uh the people of Texas, the, the law enforcement in Texas that is now defending the border between Texas and and Mexico.
0: I, I know I think you are correct in that he's not going to confront him only insofar as let me just sort of backtrack and state the logical thing to do in this situation, regardless of they shouldn't have you know they shouldn't have opened the border in the first place. But the logical thing for them to do and the same thing is to just is to kind of back off. It's an election year. Immigration and the erased border and the migrant invasion is the number one issue in the election. And I think Donald Trump, barring everything else, I mean, it's the winner. It's It's this is the Democrats. Uh, this is it for them. They've they've they they've they've killed any of their chances in that regard, uh, and it's the Republicans to win or, or to screw it up, as we all know with with a, with an immigration deal. But that's another story. The problem is is miscalculation. Yes, it's the logical thing to leave let sleeping dogs lie, but you never know somebody with an itchy tra- itchy trigger finger might might do something. And the other part of the calculation is maybe Biden wants to confront this so that it's this is kind of tinfoil hattery, but. Uh, You know, he wants a confrontation so they could use that as an excuse to possibly theoretically either cancel the election or nullify any of the states like Texas or any other state. There are now 25 of them that are sending National Guard troops to bolster the, the, uh, the presence down there of the, the Texas National Guard. I think that's that's crazy. But look, we're no longer in, in dealing with the same rational group of people, especially in D.C. These are power mad fools and tyrants who live in a bubble and believe their own press releases. And I think they're not above doing anything. So they may push a confrontation without necessarily wanting to go over the line. But, you know, it's always the people that are on the front line that that are going to do something that could could make the thing go out of control. Uh, To your point about a a national revolution or whatever, civil war, I don't think that's going to happen. But again, uh, you know, we can't really necessarily see too far into the future. But the bottom line is, you know, God bless Greg Abbott for doing this, because, to me, this is what Biden is doing is treason, and he is endangering the, the lives of, of, of the American citizenry and putting us in jeopardy with this millions of millions of people that he's led in over the last three years. And it's got to stop. And, and good good for Abbott, it's got to start somewhere. Yellow. You're off the air.
1: CBD. Sorry about that. Yeah, I muted myself. <laughs> Folks, I, it's this. It's hopeless. <laughs> I'm just gonna go sit in a in a hole someplace and and talk to myself. Anyway, Run what I like home. about what I like about what Abbott has done is that he has he has some rational and quite powerful constitutional backing for everything that he is doing. So, you know, i I guess Biden can take him directly to the Supreme Court again and have the Supreme Court rule on the legality of his of his actions a- along the border of Texas and Mexico. I don't think that Biden will win in the Supreme Court. I think that the Constitution is clear. Now, folks, I am not uh, Barack Obama. I am not a constitutional scholar. I can simply <laughs> read English. Um, but I, I really do think that the, the, uh, the legal underpinnings for what ba- Abbott is doing are powerful. So that, and that, that's, it's a wonderful thing. I think Abbott is clearly doing the right thing.
0: Yes, uh, agreed. Uh, the caveat about the Supreme Court is that, as we all know, um, what is obvious to us and what should be obvious to most people is, uh, you know, is completely disregarded at at times and many times by the Supreme Court, especially, of course, first and foremost by the hack leftists who are there to who are not were there to destroy the Constitution, but but uh, Justice Roberts, as we all know, with the Obamacare decision. Uh, he declared he literally rewrote the law in his chambers and declared, what you know, instead of sending it back to Congress because he knew to send it back to Congress. that the point that he did with a Republican led Congress, they would have destroyed Obama's signature uh, achievement. And he, he could not allow that to be done. So all bets are off when it comes to the morality, the ethics or lack thereof of, of the people in black. But look at it this way. If it does go again and if, and if the Supreme Court again boneheadedly rules against the obvious you know, letter of the law that is in the Constitution and what it says, then it's in I, Abbott's court to say, I'm sorry, we're not going to do this. And there's precedent for this. But of course, it's, you know, uh, they get, to, you know, they get to do whatever the hell they want, uh, the left. I mean, Joe Biden completely ignored the law and ignored the Supreme Court by unilaterally issuing, um, you know, what is it, uh, student loan? Yeah,
1: certainly the White House is in a, in a post-legal frame of mind they they feel that they can do whatever they want the assumption however is are they doing whatever they want because they don't think they're going to win in 20 in November of 2024 that might actually be uh the impetus behind all of these ridiculous I mean they're so obviously illegal things that they are doing
0: I agree they they I think they think that well number one it's a combination I think they they think that they're going to get creamed and perhaps they don't have enough of the of, uh, you know, a, a the machinery in place to rig it this time like they did in 2020. And certainly there, I, I believe there is a definite groundswell of pissed off Democrats, specifically blacks, Latinos, and others who are just infuriated specifically about this issue. And of course, the, the, the uh, add long issue of the economy, which this affects. And they're, you know, it, it's, they're going to see it. Everyone's going to see it if they do try and succeed in stealing it. So there's that, and there's also the hubris that they think that they can get away with every anything and everything, because let's face it, in the last however many years they have gotten away with anything and everything they've done, and the GOP is just so freaking feckless that even the resistance that they put up is always a compromise. It's always a compromise in the direction that the left wants. So what will happen is, uh, yes, the GOP will claim victory by only allowing the Democrats to get 90% of what they want instead of the full 100 So yeah, see, it's a you know,
1: the the, what's so pathetic about the Republican Party is that the Democrat Party is imploding. They they are being pulled in seventeen different directions by their various hard left components, and yet the Republican Party is, I think, structurally incapable of producing a unified, relatively Republican, relatively conservative message, and that that speaks to. The, the last probably 50 years of corporate control of the republican party uh i don't see it changing anytime soon um i think donald trump had a chance to change it but he is simply too histrionic he's too bombastic uh, and he's too egotistical to become the the philosophical guide to the republican party uh he's he burned that bridge long long ago
0: Eh, all right. Uh, look, I, I'm, I'm not going to bash Trump or whatever. No, no, it is no, no, no. Wait, wait, yeah. wait a second. Yeah. Wait I mean, a
1: second. I'm, I'm not a Trump supporter. I will absolutely vote for him in the general election. Um, and if he's in jail, I'll write him in. Uh, I will fight like hell for for his second presidency. Um, but you know, we, we still live in America, and it is it is my right and privilege to criticize the fuck out of him if i don't like what he's doing and i don't I like did, a lot of what he's doing
0: yeah i did not say that believe me when i was when i was catching there for a moment i was not denying you your right to protest and i to,
1: think i've been denied the right to protest god damn it
0: <laughs> shut me up <laughs> i'll I, I will say this though i you know to, to your point about the gop the gop is is they are not the stupid party. They are the collaborationist party. They're a fake opposition party. Uh, it, the, 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 at least the elements that control the the establishment of it, McConnell and so on and so forth. Um, you know, the, so. I mean, they have existed here. We have a golden really, as I wrote this morning, a golden opportunity, not only to, to win the sh- in the short term, as Buck Rock Morton uh, pointed out and was optimistic about the election, but really to, to really change hearts and minds across a broad swathe of the country that before we couldn't reach. It's a golden fucking opportunity. And whether Trump has the ability to do that or not, let's put that aside for a second. But it's the GOPE is what they're doing now is they are intentionally pulling the Democrats chestnuts out of the fire by demanding. Demanding a a uh, a deal with for amnesty as long as they get ukraine war funding and you got to be fucking kidding me and i wrote this morning there is no difference between what this guy um, joe himes i think he's a backbencher from connecticut wrote in regards to this that uh, trump is just using this as a as a tool to quash immigration reform and romney said the same damn thing almost verbatim now and got and that's the trump's credit he is the one that is standing firm against any deal on the border, which includes Ukraine or anything else. So this is a good thing on his part, and to, to bash him for that—that just—that just shows. And the way that they bash him in the same—that just shows that the GOP are collaborators. And it's well, such a fucking blown opportunity. My, or intentionally. Go
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, the, and the, the idea that they are—they are doubling down on Ukraine—it makes me want to puke. Listen, yeah. folks, Ukraine's going to lose that fucking war. Um, Russia is going to plot along, and they're going to, you know, chuck tens of thousands more men into that disgusting maw of a of a of a waste of a war on that border. And Russia will consolidate. Russia will will succeed. Is it that important to the world? Is it that important to America that Ukraine burn up another fifty or hundred billion dollars worth of American money and arms uh, just to to? chew up more russian soldiers I, I i simply don't understand the desire other than you know the, the fact that these people are making money from it, it, it you know yeah exactly I'm, I'm sorry folks i'm sputtering it's just it makes me want to puke
0: no believe me it's 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 it, 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 it exactly bingo i mean i'm sputtering here too i mean i think I, every time i have the, the image of mitt romney i just want to freaking throw up in my mouth and you know, rhetorically speaking, rip Mitch McConnell's arms out of his sockets and beat Romney to death with it. And that's rhetorically speaking, of course. But it's just you know we have no party, so you know you got to fight with what you can fight. And so far, Trump is sounding the right note on this, and I think he knows immigration is is the winner. And it's not because it's a political calculus, because it is a political calculus, but it's because we're on the right side of the damned issue by by leaps and bounds. There are no gray areas in this. An open and erased border. Will destroy this country, and there can be no bargaining anywhere on this. The border's got to be sealed, immigration control has to be reinstated, and everybody who is here illegally since time immemorial—I don't give a shit if it's the last year, three years, or, or fifty—they've got to go. You got to leave. Sorry about that. That's the way it is. And damn it, if the Republican Party can't just freaking state that and say no, be like the state of Israel at least for this go round and say, forget it. We're not. We're not bargaining with the terrorists.
1: Uh, I agree. And speaking, speaking of Israel, I, I want to move on because we can rant and yes. rave about uh, the fecklessness of the Republican party for years and years and years. Um, there was a, a wonderful, um, article written by Melanie Phillips, who, by the way, folks, if you're not reading Melanie Phillips, uh, start reading her. She is fantastic. She pulls no punches uh, when it comes to the disgusting response of most of the world, um, to the pogrom of October 7th. But, uh, Today, she's writing about the United Nations Relief – what the hell is it called? United On Nations World Relief World. and Works Agency uh, for Palestinian Refugees. That's UNRWA, which uh, everybody knows is – well, all thinking people realize it's just a, a front for for the, the worst excesses of the, quote, Palestinian refugees in Gaza and the West Bank. Um, her article today suggests that they be that, – that, that they – be taken to court and charged with war crimes. And I, you know, that's it, sounds a little bombastic. I think she's 100% correct. Uh, to illustrate her article, she has a photograph of a play being performed in a UNRWA school to five, six, seven year old uh, Palestinian kids holding toy uh, machine guns, toy submachine guns. Um, Standing over a, a smaller child wearing a helmet with a Star of David on it, um, and they're pointing the guns at him. Now that is in a United Nations school. Now, if that's not perfect evidence of the the catastrophic breakdown in in the UN and uh, in the uh, essentially the rest of the world when it comes to Israel, I I simply don't understand how anybody could see it differently.
0: Exactly. I mean, just just as a, as a, a parenthetical, it, it, uh, a little note here. We should probably, and it gives us a little bit more work to do, is uh, list a uh, link to some of these things that we're referring to in our you know when we when we post this up on our website and wherever else. But in any case, yes, it is disgusting. These are some of the most. It's it's basically organized child abuse. And brainwashing. I mean, you know, let, let's face it, and it's not just UNRWA or whatever the hell they're called, the UN, whatever.
1: Yeah, I just agency. I just spell it out. I, I, I exactly
0: UNRWA. Who who knows? Who cares? That they're just they're basically you know uh, uh, the, the bastard child of you know Joseph Goebbels and whoever else. But the, these things, uh, the UN has got to be is useless. The UN is now an agency that promotes anti-American, anti civilizational, and I say Western civilization, but anti-civilizational and anti-Semitic ideas, and they are totally antithetical now to what it supposedly was founded to do back at the end of the Second World War. They they exist, and the ironic thing is we're funding our own destruction, and the sooner they could be kicked out, booted out, cut off, and, and we can you know, have uh, Donald Trump convert Turtle Bay into condominiums or whatever, or better yet, we can make a Turtle but Bay slide- into-
1: let it slide the fuck into the East River.
0: East River, there you go. God forbid it could pollute the fish, but uh, turn it into a, an immigration camp for our wonderful migrants. They can go there with Eric Adams and Hobo. that
1: would be lovely. But that
0: that would, would be lovely. Be, but, but it's yeah, it's it's ridiculous, and you know there. It, these there was an article i guess maybe last week and it was confirmed and we all knew this anyway i think going in from one of the released hostages who was saying there are no innocent palestinians literally children were helping the parents hold israeli hostages uh, captive in their homes and were abusing them and this is this is horrendous i can't even you know you can't even fathom this but this is the combination of right well it's it's, it's the old joke
1: you know the the 99% of the of Hamas terrorists in Gaza give the 1% a bad name it, it, <laughs> yeah i i have i have exactly. zero sympathy for anybody in Gaza i'm sorry uh, it sounds cruel sounds inhumane but uh they they support Hamas they actively support Hamas this isn't just uh political beliefs this is this is actual operational support for Hamas so in in my opinion, these people are combatants, and the death and destruction that Israel is is wreaking on on Gaza and Hamas is much deserved uh, if, if they wanted peace, they could have had peace, but they chose war
0: absolutely um I mean it's you know it's they are all at this point unfortunately I hate to say it they are all legitimate targets it's like in Japan. When Japan was really on the verge of losing the war and they were blockaded and, and finally Okinawa fell and they were on the verge of invasion, instead of doing the sensible thing like surrendering immediately and sparing lives, this is before the nukes dropped, the Japanese were literally preparing what was known as a million souls for the emperor. And forget about the, the 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 kamikaze planes that were there or the soldiers that were left, but they were arming women and children with sticks and knives and 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 the and the uh, primordial version of uh, suicide vests that we saw, uh, you know, with, with the Palestinian terrorists and, and suicide bombers. And so they were legitimate targets. And when these cities got nuked and taken out, hey, it's it's too bad, but that's the story. You you got you got what you unfortunately deserve by not surrendering.
1: I will so, go to my deathbed believing that. The atomic bombs dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki were the greatest humanitarian acts in world history. Absolutely, uh, 100, what 150,000 people were killed in those two attacks, and yes. it saved probably millions of Japanese.
0: No doubt, it, it saved. Without, look at it this way: it's forgetting the Japanese for a moment. The American casualty estimate for the initial landing on the one island of Kyushu was half a million casualties. Killed yeah, you know people. something,
1: I, I honestly don't believe that kind of stuff. I think that the United States military by August of 1945 was a hell of a lot better than than they were giving themselves credit for. What they were trying to do is manage expectations, um, right. but I think that they would have done a much much better job. They knew how to fight island to island, and they <laughs> learned it with blood. And I'm, uh, you know,
0: well, they, plen- they plenty did. Plenty of people but I, but I out
1: did. there have lost. You know, grandfathers and and yes. great uncles and and so on. And I I have uh, relatives who luckily made it out, but um, it's now I I think that the United States would have done better. than I'm not, again, folks. I'm not suggesting that it would have been easy. We would have lost many many men, but I think that we would have we would have done better than was expected.
0: Mm-hmm. Probably, again it's it, it is a moot point but again point th- because, yeah it's yeah.
1: that that's a moot point the the, the, yeah, the reality gonna, is yeah. reality is that that we dropped we dropped two bombs killed 150,000 I don't remember exact totals 150,000 Japanese and we ended the war so we saved millions of Japanese with with th- those those two attacks i think it was a wonderful thing it was humanitarian in by every definition of that word
0: you know, no, I, I agree with you. It saved, sure as hell saved my dad's life because he was, you know, he was ready to go at, at any moment. And that was the end of it. So let's, <laughs> so uh, you, know, you mentioned earlier that, yeah. that we
1: should we should be linking to some of the people we discuss. Uh, Melanie yes. Phillips, as I said, and another another person who is doing unbelievable work um is a man named Douglas Murray. He is a pundit uh and a writer and an editor uh from uh, Great Britain. Um and he has he has been a full-throated supporter of Western philosophy, Judeo-Christian philosophy. And he has been anti-Muslim pretty much everything in Europe for 20 years, I would I would guess. Uh, and he, everything he has said has come to pass. So if you're looking for somebody else to read, Douglas Murray is another wonderful one. Um,
0: Yeah, just just as 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 an addendum to Douglas Murray, about two weeks ago, he uh, went head to head with that disgusting fat Turkish slob Cenk Ugur, and he totally he totally spanked him. I mean, he smoked him, rhetorically speaking, on the air. And it was, if you could look it up, it's really fantastic. Look up Cenk Ugur, Douglas Murray. Something to say. He
1: he's he's a bit of a turd too. So and he's not very bright. So that's it's actually relatively easy to do it but i agree I, I watched that segment and and murray embarrassed him it, it was mm-hmm. it was a master class how to in how to debate and how to demean and diminish your opponent because yeah, saint yeah. deserves to be demeaned and diminished
0: Right, that that's it. These people have literally when when they have their guests on on MS as I call MSNBC, MS NSDAP, uh, all of they have all these crackpot you know racialist knuckleheads. And when they invite maybe a conservative on once in a while, they think they're going to have the upper hand. And there was another incident with this with this this fat schmoo with the wigs, this Joy Reid idiot. She had on a woman who was I think one of the angel moms from. Uh, you know, uh, uh, who, who is leading this, this movement of, of peop- of Vic, parents of victims of, uh, you know, illegal immigration crime. And she thought she was going to, she had him or it was either that or it's the transsexual thing. I can't really remember what the issue was now, but it doesn't matter. This woman totally destroyed Joy Reid. Not that it's difficult, but she just literally took her apart piece by piece and just wasn't having any of her shit to, to do it on their own home turf. Is uh, is a joy to behold. It Really, no pun intended. <laughs> it is a wonderful
1: yeah. thing. So, folks, we're <laughs> we're creeping up on our 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 own hard stop here, but um, I would like to to talk a little bit about what's going to happen in in uh, South Carolina. I am curious because yeah. uh, what's her name? Um, Ooh. the uh, tricky Nikki. Yes,
0: God <laughs> <How laughs> bless Donald so, Trump. So no, Nikki Haley has.
1: Time. Yeah, so Nikki Haley has not withdrawn. <laughs> Um, She is going to continue, I assume, I mean, as of today, she is going to continue into South Carolina, uh, making the probably stupid assumption that the people of South Carolina are going to uh, choose her over Donald Trump in the South Carolina Republican primary. Um, I don't think that they are going to. I think they are going to vote for Donald Trump. Um, I don't know the... uh, the law in South Carolina. Can there be a significant crossover from Democrats to Republicans?
0: I, you know, this is always a thing with uh, Lindsey Graham, this to you, why he always seems to win and we can have a primary. And because I believe it isn't, I, I believe it is an open primary. And uh, don't hold me to that. The South Carolinian uh, morons and listeners, uh, please weigh in on this with your comments. But I believe it is an open primary, which is why, as I said, Graham always seems to like come out on top and we can never get rid of this freaking hemorrhoid. But yeah, the polling so far shows I think Nikki Haley is going to get totally smoked. And for my, I mean, even her own you know, same state, uh, you know, she's not a senator, but uh, her own, is she? No, whatever she is, her own, uh, it's Tim Scott, who's one of the senators from South Carolina, has full-throatedly come out and endorsing Donald Trump for whatever that's worth. And I'll get. we'll get to that in a second. So I think the polling shows she's going to lose. But the only reason that she's staying in this right now is to slime, to smear Trump, to smear MAGA. And to, and to and to please the donors and to just drag it out so that Trump is forced unfortunately to fight her and waste his money all the way to uh, you know to the convention so he can't concentrate on beating up on on Joe Biden but and that's a slimy horrible thing to do and i think it's not and she's totally doing that on on a positive note all of the corporate backers including this fat freaking moron from LinkedIn Reed Hoffman he's he's pulling out his money a lot of the big time donors for Nikki are pulling out so i think I think after South Carolina, she's not going to last unless she wins, which God forbid that happens, but uh, it's just, it's disgusting. And speaking of Tim Scott, um, he's kind of a meh, but he, I got a sneaking feeling that he might be one of the, he may be a, p- a pick for vice president. There's also a scuttlebutt about, you know, Lee Zeldin in, Nor- in New York, but uh, yeah, might yeah, I, I can't see, I
1: can't see two white guys on the, on the ticket. Yeah. And, and as much as I despise that thinking, um, and Lee Zeldin's a good guy, he's a good man. Um, I like good. him. I, I think he has he has uh, strong conservative tendencies. Um, but I yeah I, I don't know.
0: By the uh, way, yes, the...
1: South Carolina is an open primary. Um, people can vote in either the Democratic primary or the Republican primary, but they cannot mm-hmm. vote in both.
0: Which Here's is my think about... reasonable.
1: Now, so the question is, uh, what what's going to happen? And, and and I agree with you. I think that I think that she's going to get smoked, which is good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is good. Here's the thing about here's the thing about Zeldin and the deep stakes. If we want to venture into this territory, it's not necessarily an illogical move by by Team Trump in that Zeldin came very, very, very close to winning New York, the governorship and Holker pulled it out. I think there was less, like some shenanigans either. in
1: Yonkers No, or, like, I refuse no, to believe that in New, New York.
0: Unpossible. But I think that's what it was. But the fact that he came that close uh, it does not bode well for Democrats insofar as Again, it echoes the fact that a lot of their traditional base is pissed off at them. And Hochul is full throated, along with Adams, you know, uh, passing the buck on the blame for the immigrant crisis, because they're the ones that declared New York City and state as sanctuary cities and states. Um, So we'll see what happens with that. I don't think I agree with that. I don't think it would be Zeldin, although it's an interesting thought. Um, You know, forget Tim Scott. There's this really, if if you look, if you want to play racial politics and have a solid conservative who is this lieutenant governor? I think his name is, is it Mark Robinson from North Carolina? Oh, he's fantastic. He's a, he's a total outsider. He ran uh, because he was yeah, he's, a, he's a
1: white supremacist. That's one of the, one of his problems. <laughs> he's a black, yeah. white supremacist. Mark Robinson, Mark Robinson. <laughs> <Yeah>. Mark <laughs> <Exactly>. Robinson. <laughs> white supremacist. supremacist. He's been we're accused of it, skin. I'm sure.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. It's, 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 it's so ridiculous, but he's, he's been great at that. He has, he has not, there were a couple of instances where people have called him basically, you know, you know, a, an Oreo an Uncle yeah, and Uncle Tom and yeah. to that, blah blah blah. And he's, he's a big he's, guy. I'm
1: not so sure I would want to go toe to toe with him. So no,
0: he's he's a big guy. And he smoked people on that. He said oh, he's not backing down. He's not he's not buying it. So that if you want a relative an outsider to the extent that you know he's a first time elected politician, you can't do much worse than that guy because he's passionate. So what that the heck? Would be we'll see what you know something
1: that's a great idea. And and I wonder whether his, his 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 attraction in his attractiveness in North Carolina will bleed over into Virginia and convince uh, a few percentage points of, of Virginians to vote for him.
0: Yeah, I would love that, that. I got a feeling though, from what we understand, I think Seb Gorka has been sort of tipping his mid a little bit that, uh, that, that the pick is already in place. Uh, but shit, I, I, how cool would it have something like a Mark Robinson? That would be so fantastic. Great, fantastic. Yeah, but anyway. That's a
1: great idea. I love it. I love it. <laughs>
0: Mr. President, if you're listening, please yes. <laughs> dump, come on, Donald, dump,
1: dump whoever. Somebody else besides your that that inner voice,
0: right? And hit my tip jar too. <laughs> <Yeah>. Kidding. <laughs> what else you got, CB2? Uh
1: That's about it. Uh, you know, uh, boy, uh, uh, we've talked too I much think, already.
0: I know, but let me a little bit of self promotion. I have a new essay uh, up on tackysmag.com about uh, what we talked about last week with uh, the, the Ted Lou and the rat traps. I think it the uh, uh, hopefully you'll enjoy that. So please read that. And, uh, and that's about it for me.
1: Uh, okay. Well, so folks, uh, w- I'll put a link, um, to Tacky's magazine. And also we want to throw a little, little bone to, uh, Buck Throckmorton, who's writing over oh, at yeah. the pipeline. Um, uh, I'm sort of sucking hind tit here. Uh, maybe I can, <laughs> maybe, maybe I can get a gig at, uh, the MSNBC, uh, website as a, <laughs> You know,
0: <laughs> yes, as as on what I don't know, but, I should probably
1: but, submit something there just to see if they'll pu- if they'll publish it.
0: That'd be well, fun. Here's the, you should. Here is what you should do. You should write the most crazy, radical, progressive thing you can possibly write. Submit it and say I am CBD and I am from uh, I am from the pr- Progressive Conservatives of America against America for Gaza people, whatever you want to call yourself.
1: You know, I have <laughs> I have tried to write that kind of of. Thing for Ace of Spades when I write over there and it's very very difficult because as as maniacal as I can get uh, the reality of some of the hard left folks I- is worse I you, did, you know yeah. you read some of their stuff and you think what fucking planet do you live on it amazes exactly. me
0: you know as an aside one of my favorite authors and, and he's really was a hero of mine is the late Patty Chayefsky who wrote Network? And he wrote he wrote a movie before that called The Hospital. And there is a scene in the hospital which it's I think the, is a
1: better movie than The Network. It is Network, a better movie, by the way.
0: They're, right, they're, and it's amazing how prescient he was. And he's probably <laughs> rolling in his grave, looking down from heaven. But there's a scene in the hospital where these community leaders are all up in arms against the hospital because they want to take over a couple of tenements and turn it into a drug rehab clinic. (laughs) It's like, there's a black militant, the Puerto Rican militant, the feminist militant, and they're all screaming and shrieking at each other. The same kind of woke nonsense that, that and tamer than we hear today. But it's just amazing that, you know, 52 years ago, here's a movie that predicted all of this shit. Unbelievable. So go watch it. It's really great.
1: Yeah. He, he was one of the uh, presenters at the Academy Awards. Yes, um,
0: 1978.
1: Yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll let you tell the story. It's a, it's a wonderful story.
0: Right. Uh, Pat, uh, Chayefsky won with one of the winners for the movie Network from 76 or so. Or maybe, no, he won because he was won, he, he was presenting in 77. And a very execrable, horrible human being by the name of Vanessa Redgrave, a British actress who is a real left-wing loon and Jew-hater and Israel-hater, uh, was commenting, got up when she received her... Academy Award, I believe, for Julia with Jane Fonda, of course. Oh God! Uh, yes, about Julia. About I think it was Julia. It's about Lillian Hellman. Our Lillian Hellman wrote it. Another freaking
1: another fucking anyway, communist.
0: We're exactly, we're all communist. Can I use the word cunt? Like I am going to.
1: Anyway, that's eh, okay. It's our own fucking uh, website. Right. So if you don't yeah, like it, to- don't listen.
0: Exactly. So anyway, to make a long story short here, she's talking about there's a pro, a pro, of course, Palestinian protest outside of the Academy Awards. And she was sort of gnashing her teeth about uh, Palestine and this and that. And, and then Chayefsky afterwards got up and said to, to Miss Redgrave, uh, winning an award is neither a, a, you know, a platform for, and just basically said it's not a thing. It's not a, where you stand up here and give your own personal views. Please accept the award. Sit down, shut up and go fuck yourself. He didn't say it in those words, but he did it much more eloquently and he got a standing ovation.
1: Yeah, now, his, course, I think he closed it with with uh, a simple thank you would have sufficed. Have sufficed. And now I, it's, got, it's wonderful. Yeah,
0: it is. But unfortunately, you know, here we are 50 years later and look at the Academy Awards. <laughs> Do you dare stand up and and, uh, you know, and protest of the the, uh, the destruction of America, you'll get booed and then and tossed into jail as an insurrectionist.
1: Yeah, he he died young, and uh, it was a, a sad day for for America and for American movie making.
0: Absolutely, he's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant writer. He was a liberal for, for for sure, but he gave as good as he got to all sides, and he pointed out the hypocrisy of everything when and where he saw fit. And I think I think had he lived, he would have become one of us. He would have become like a David Mamet or a David Horowitz or you know whomever but uh, rest in peace patty we uh, we love you
1: man. you know it's interesting what you said that he 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 was a liberal um yeah. but when he was a liberal liberal was not a dirty word at no. least in my in my mind no um, it wasn't yeah i mean i i have friends who are classical liberals and i can have rational discussions with them but the the current iteration of liberal is essentially uh socialist and one cannot have rational discussions with socialists because socialism as we all know inexorably devolves into mass murder that's just the way of the world
0: absolutely sure as sure as god made uh, little green apples that's exactly the way of the world it's the way the way it happens but uh
1: anyway folks yeah we're we're gonna close this out so go watch hospital hospital or the hospital the hospital. I believe
0: it's the yeah, hospital. Yeah, I think
1: it's the hospital. King, excellent, George excellent. And, yeah. uh, crazy. It's a lunatic. It, it's literally a lunatic asylum, but it's fantastic.
0: <laughs> it, well, It is. It is one of, the, one of the greats. Anyway, for my friend CBD, it's JJ Sefton here on the FetJib News Radio Network around the world, across the nation, and up your street. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for commenting, and really thank you for hitting our tip jar. It helps us keep the lights on. And uh, we will see you again next week with the next episode.
1: That'll work. Thanks for listening, folks.